if you're trying to build a you know a career over 20 30 years then i think being being on your own is far far better to get the foundation together get your your um you know what you do what your systems are how you create business how do your how you who you are i guess you have to identify who you are first i think being individuals in the long run is 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 the better stride welcome to the real deep podcast your hosts Usan and Raj. We're here to talk some smack, give you the facts, and all you need to do is listen and relax. Please look before you leap because this shit is going real deep. Real Deep Podcast, new episodes every Sunday, so be sure to tune in real deep. Welcome, (laughs) welcome, welcome to another episode of the Real Deep Podcast. We got the big cajones in the house. We've had a lot of agents from the office here at Percy Fulton, but we haven't had the chance to speak to the big boss, the big man, Mr. <laughs> Claire Fulton. Hey, everybody. How are you all today? We're doing great. I, mean, wow. Ra- I think Raj is doing good. I'm, I'm doing excited. Good. I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, guys, we're not nervous. <laughs> hey, everybody's nervous. You guys have been doing this for a while now. How many, what number is this? This would be number 10. Oh, good for you. Lucky yes. number 10. Lucky number 10. Consistency, right? Yeah, That's good. it. And you're getting good followership in that? Well, not a, uh, Claire made a funny joke to us before. We've been prospecting Claire to try and get him on our uh, podcast. And uh, he mentioned one time, he says, I'll come on your podcast, but how many followers do you have? And I said, like, I'll only come on if you have a thousand. A couple. And he says, <laughs> I want a thousand followers before I come on. So I don't know if we're there yet. We're not there yet. We're getting uh, there. We're we're very happy to have Claire on the show because when we talk about a wealth of information and we talk about somebody who's uh, been in the industry with a, uh, I don't know how, how to even start. Like Claire, you were a young man when you got into the business and uh, I would like you to just maybe explain to the people where did the business start? Who did it start with? And uh, maybe just take us on a back then to now. All right. So the company, it's uh, Century 21 Percy Fulton Limited. We're in uh, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, we've been around since the uh, the 70s. Uh, started by my father, Percy Fulton, back in uh, 1977. Wow. Uh, I got licensed in 1979. Oh. I've been uh, full-time actually since 1985. Okay. So, so it's quite a bit, uh, you know, quite a bit long back uh, long 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 time it's curious how uh, nowadays we're being compared to like old school versus new school a lot of people think you've been around for a long time since 21 is an old brand mm-hmm. uh, things like that but in reality um, not a lot not a whole lot's changed technology's changed obviously right but the uh, uh, the business itself really has not changed it's still a people business it's just a different way of reaching out to people that uh, that's happening out there Fair enough. Um, that's a lot of information that we're going to be covering today is going to be with re, uh, relating to how um, the old school approach or the new school approach is. Uh, one interesting thing that uh, we're I find that many of the agents are uh, thinking the same way. We feel very lucky to belong to a brokerage that's family run. Um, now, like you said, the business started with Percy. Uh, I never had the good fortune of meeting Percy, but I heard he was a great person to be around, uh, very lively, very fun. Um, you have a little bit different personality from what you've explained. And then uh, when we factor in uh, Caitlin, uh, Paige, and Carly, they have different personalities as well. Right. So um, is there anything that you could comment on about uh, building a family business and having the next generation, like what does that make you feel like knowing that you're still running the show strong here and you have a very solid uh, next set of leaders? Yeah, I'm not sure whether or not a family business is any different than uh, another type of business other than uh, we're personally involved and we personally have, uh, you know, 
responsibilities that uh, we can't uh, you know pass on to somebody else. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, we're we're it, and it's uh, you know is a, a personal business, family business. Uh, whether it comes or goes or succeeds or not succeeds is completely upon our our own efforts. There's no way else to blame, no way else to right. to, to point fingers at. So we have a different uh, attitude to to business. I don't know if it's different or not, but. We're more. Uh, we have more at stake. Mm, yeah, I agree. In, in this business itself, for instance, myself. Um, people say to me, oh, "What drives you?" At the, the time, Percy at the time retired, and then real estate. There's no pensions, right? Mm -hmm. So, there, so uh, when I came into the business here, it uh, basically I'm I'm his pension. So it wasn't like, well, gee, I don't think I don't think I'll go to work tomorrow. I think uh, I think I'll take a couple of days off or a week mm -hmm. off or a month or whatever else. It doesn't work that way. Right. So, so, so you had a real, real strong why, why, why in the business here, and that happened to be mine at that particular time. Um, yeah, and it's just uh, you know with the family business. I don't know. It's it's just I think you have to work really hard because. How did um in terms of with with all the different personalities? There's always I'm sure there's been times where there's been disagreements and stuff like that at the management at the at, at the management at level. The yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah, but you still have to have your core. Your core understanding what's going on. You have to understand what what the goal is and what we're trying to do. Right? Right. We're all trying to you know all trying to earn a living, mm -hmm. and we're trying to create an environment for our, our you know the real estate agents that have joined joined us or that we work with to make sure that they can they can have a proper living and uh, you know enjoy themselves and uh, thrive right know, thrive, thrive from there right. I was uh, wondering uh, when you guys have your you know uh, holiday dinners, Thanksgiving or Christmas. Um, does ever is there always somebody on the phone <laughs> at these things? Like somebody is either doing a deal or helping somebody through a deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we have, well, okay. So we have kind of rules, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that, uh, there's people in my family that are not in the business, and the last thing they want to hear about is real estate. So we don't <laughs> right. talk about real estate in, the, at the, in those family settings. Mm, that's good. So so it's creating more like a business, right? So right. you know, last thing last thing that to my wife or my other you know, the kid wants to hear is you know real estate this more and real estate that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, if you're gonna if you're in the middle of a deal, then that deal uh, you know that sale obviously important so you're gonna deal with that okay that's cool there, well, there are rules and guidelines to like how to how to proceed that's what you got you like it's right set your boundaries set your limits and, then, and make sure you when you're at work we know that there's no uh like you said there's no uh you don't take the edge off while you're here it's go 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 make sure everything's getting done mm -hmm. but then work hard and play hard right yeah. um so the the traditional so the family brokerage model um is something that's been around for a while. Have you seen a lot of, um, are there still a lot of family or traditional brokerages that have lasted or have they changed? Have they been bought out? Yeah, I've uh, I've been involved in quite a few different family brokerages and a lot of, uh, you gotta be very careful with family brokerages. You gotta, you gotta make sure that the, the, the dynamics are there. You gotta make sure that, um, you know, if you're going to pass the business on to somebody else or or sell it to, to a family member you got to make sure that family member is engaged and they want to get involved uh, mm -hmm. i know lots of other brokerages where the kids just were not interested they uh, and, and and why why would they be in that case a lot of parents i see this not just in real estate but a lot of parents want their kids to get university educations they want to become other professionals and that so why would you send a kid kid to university and get that degree into that specialty and all of a sudden bring them into this business here so, right so mm -hmm. I can see other brokerages, you know. Yeah, they hand the keys don't, off don't, to don't somebody that might not have the yeah. same drive and uh, gotcha. same edge that the the people who set the business up are the you know the founding fathers yeah. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually something that I wanted to bring up with you uh, when we recorded our very first podcast. It was with Claire's three daughters, uh, Claire, Caitlin, and Paige, and they had um, made the comment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
Kaylin, Paige, and Carly. Yes. <laughs> My mistake. Um, and they had mentioned that they were all working in different industries prior to uh, getting into real estate. And that was actually um, a suggestion by you. You didn't want them to mm-hmm. get into real estate right away. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the kind of criteria? What was the criteria that you um, wanted to see, or what were the kind of experiences that you would hope they accumulated before thinking about coming to real estate? Okay, the thing about real estate: real estate's a tough job. I mean, it, and it's it's uh, there's no guaranteed, uh, you know, there's no pension as I said before. There's no regular paychecks and that. And uh, and nowadays, a lot of people have uh, life. Uh, business balance, right? That, that seems to be a big thing, and a lot of people want to have uh, more balance in their life. So, uh, having certain standards before bringing anybody in, I brought my kids in when they're thirty. That was sort of my role. Uh, I didn't come into business full time until I was thirty as well. So, I'm mm. sort of following a path that uh, that I experienced myself. Uh, I think it's important that um, to be able to run any business, real estate or not, uh, you you know, if you're going to bring bring spouses or it's not supposed to bring children that they've got to have some life experience they got to you know they got to know what it's like to to pay their own mortgage you got to know what it's like to right get some you know, skin to, in the game. to get some skin in the game right they have mm-hmm. to they have to have some life experiences also uh emotionally i think in real estate there's uh, high percentages of uh, marriage failures and things like that too so i want them to sort of have their their foundation set up before they got into this business before they uh where you jumped in with both feet. So So from when I got in the business about eight years ago, it was a very, a lot of the people that I I met were in their second career. This would be their third career getting into real estate. And I feel like that was always like the rule of, or or that was always like how it kind of worked in real estate where it's Mm -hmm. where someone would either uh, it'd be their second career or they they're retiring and this is their way to like kind of um, get into the keep working at their own pace kind of thing um, but today uh, with TV and everything we're seeing a lot of younger cats come into the game mm-hmm. um, do you see the difference in um, quality of people do you think that that life experience versus uh, if you're 30 40 versus someone who's 18 22 um, that the service they would be able to provide clients is a little different? I think it's a good point. I think uh, I hadn't thought of that myself, but it's a good point. Um, somebody that uh, that's still living at home, somebody that uh, that uh, maybe still has, you know, I guess student debt or, student debt, or something now, it's, yeah, it's a little different experience where somebody that uh, is doing their second career, they've already they've already got some money in their pocket already. Hopefully they've, they've saved some money. Mm-hmm. They've already got some responsibilities. Pretty well know what work ethic looks like and, yeah. and what uh, and, and they know a lot of people that are in the in the buying and selling of home stage in their lives too right so they know mm-hmm. different people whereas a young person coming in they may know lots of people but maybe they don't have the money right so yeah. and debt and things like that so it is a little different experience so mm-hmm. so as a new agent uh, in real estate just um, you know it's important that they sort of have some direction or, or, or strategy or you know, somebody to consult with as to how to get the career going and how to maintain because it's too easy. It's not a, it's not cut and paste business. It's, it's right. you gotta you gotta know what you're doing or have a goal of what you're doing and try to do it right. Right. So for anybody now that's, um, we have I, I can't remember off the top of my head how many agents we have in the Toronto Real Estate Board. It's seventy sixty six thousand sixty six yeah. just about seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. Many people are coming into the business fresh, like we talked about, but also there's options available um, that were available before. Uh, but if somebody was going to start from scratch and they wanted to 
let's let's take it from a team perspective or being an individual agent first. Mm-hmm. To build yourself up as an agent, can you do it on your own or should you, uh, if you're starting out with no experience, is, is it good advice to consult a team first? Because uh, we have a lot of, when we were getting our licenses, we had many different uh, people approach us and say, join us here, join us here, we'll give you leads or we'll give you uh, people to call or we'll give you a certain uh, you know commission cut and they all give a certain incentive. Yeah. Um, but when you're building yourself up as an agent, um, what is the first, like I guess the cornerstone of uh, any business, but in real estate specifically, what would you say? Okay, so your question is if you're a brand new agent, would, it, would a team environment be better than an individual environment? Yeah, so yeah. That's what they're that. suggesting, right? So yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's the individual. It's, it's the individual. You're building a career. If you were there just to try to, you know, get get some few sales here and there and sort of, you know, pay the bills, then that's that's one thing. Then maybe a team environment might be okay. But if you're trying to build a, you know, a career over 20, 30 years. Then I think being being on your own is far far better to get the foundation together, get your your um, you know what you do, what your systems are, how you create business, how do your how you who you are. I guess you have to identify who you are first. I think being individuals in the long run is 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 the better strategy. My my mm-hmm. I think I think if you join a team, who are you? Right, you're 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 under a banner of of a team leader, yeah. and the team leader is doing the advertising, and you're just uh, you're a minion. You're, you're a minion. <laughs> and well, I know. Yeah, you're 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 a golfer or whatever you're doing, right? Well, we and, deal with and, that and all the time with uh, yeah. with with agents that have big big teams, and we're trying to do transactions, and we're never talking to the same person twice, mm-hmm. or uh, we can never get a hold of the one person we we want to get a hold yeah. of. Yeah. You either talk to their men or their yeah. their buyer uh, agent. Uh, yeah. Part of the issue is, and there's nothing wrong with teams. There's nothing wrong with team team uh, members. Nothing wrong. It depends on what what you're looking for, right? Right. But if you're a, if you're going on a listing presentation and I don't know the average commission right now in Toronto's you know twenty five thousand dollars or so mm-hmm. or more, um, if you're a, a the leader and you're going to do a presentation, I'm not sure you want to take somebody with you that's going to sort of get the rhythm or change the rhythm in that, and it's right. a big big chance. So right. I'm not sure whether they like I hear that a lot of people want to shadow agents and they want to go with agents on presentations, and I don't think a lot of agents want to be shadowed. Yeah, well. Yeah. So, People like to hold thing, their cards close to their, their heart in this business, I find. Not everybody wants to give up their secrets or their way of saying things, or mm-hmm. some people keep them uh, close. So we've, we prefer to hire a, like a brand new agent, and I prefer to give them all the tools that's necessary for them to practice, and let's role play, and let's, let's do the scripts, and let's do the presentations, and let's give you all the tools you need, and go out there and do the presentation yourself, and sink or swim basically yeah, but, right. but 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 no, you've see. got all the tools that are necessary that's right? what i i always like about personal phone there's that's always what? a lot of i've hopped around a lot of brokerages so this would be like my sixth brokerage and uh so the training and like the hands-onness of like the the management team and at the and the admin is is second to none um so i think training is a huge thing we've seen a lot of agents come into the office and uh new agents and they've they t- it took a while, but they, as as long as they put in what you're teaching them, you, we see them succeed. Yeah, uh, we've seen success stories. Well, we call we ha- we have the I like the branding behind it. Um, every every week we have an update in terms of the systems for success. Um, we 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 end up 
having some of these things you might have heard before um, as an agent that's been in the business uh, for a while, but um, to learn it from the ground level and then you get to put your, rep- it's all about repetition at the yeah. end of the day. Um, so that's, that's uh, the training aspect is one thing. Uh, you can't, ne- you, you shouldn't neglect building your skill because uh, I remember one of the first words that you said to me, Claire, was sometimes I don't know who's going to be the guy in the business, what you're going to turn into in the business, but it really matters about how you see the business and how you see yourself operating the business. We're not, we don't, we don't just sell real estate. We have a real estate business. Um, so there's certain aspects uh, that Claire told me as a young man, uh, you know, monitor your time, watch your time, be sure you're diligent with your money, make sure that you're setting things aside and don't get behind on things. So there was an element of mastery that you told me personally, um, as an agent starting out, anything more besides money management, time management that you could um, suggest somewhere to start? Mm. Well, okay, so you know, part of our, part of our training program is t- for people to understand the very basics, and and I'm not sure you're going to talk about old school, new school, but uh, I don't think there's such a thing. Mm. I think there's old school and new technology. Mm. Ooh, but, I like that. But but it's still. Old school. For instance, um, the, the 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 new agents have advantage that the older agents do not have. Like and, what? And the big advantage is called social media. Right. And I'll take the, the the sisters for for example. They have people on their social media that they knew from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody that's that's in their forties, their second career, forties, fifty second career, they don't know anybody they went to school with, let alone kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And that's because of social media. So. So new agents have the huge advantage knowing people. So, and if you go back to, to basic sales, and this is our train sort of based around this, it's, it's, there's two types of people that you know in real estate, right? There's people that you know and people that you don't know. Right. And, and the question is, how are you going to reach both of them? Mm-hmm. And if I'm gonna to go to, um, okay, let's say we have somebody in second career, I've got a, a new Canadian coming to Canada and, and they don't have people because their people are back home. So their strategy is going to be a little bit different than that brand new kid coming, you know, <laughs> growing up here and having the the social media here. That teaching for that individual is going to be completely different than yeah, than, right. than somebody else. But you have to recognize the two first, right? That's right. And then the question is, okay, so how are you going to the people that you already know? What are you going to do to tell them you're in real estate? What are you going to do to? <laughs> don't be a secret what, agent. You know, don't, don't be a secret agent, right? Right. right. And, tell the world. And, tell and, the people. Well, you have a, yeah, we say yeah, tell yeah. the people, right? And, and, and a lot of uh, people will say, well, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins know I'm in real estate. I told them. I said, well, that, that, that doesn't work. That's not good enough. Right. Because they still remember you as the little kid. Mm-hmm. You, you still have to prove yourself. Yeah, you have, have to prove yourself, right? They still remember you as something else. And then people you don't know, how are you going to, you know, that's a, that's a huge thing. I mean, eventually people are going to get mad at you. You know, you want to buy a house, you want to buy a house, you want to buy a house. So you're going to have to have something in place to, to get people you don't know, and there's different ways of doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. There's old school, new school. Right? Now, one one that's one advantage that I, I agree with. You saying you agree with social media being social a huge media game changer? Social media gives so much more reach. I also feel like it's make it makes people a little more lazy in prospecting mm. because people, like especially for the young, the, the new cats, oh. they're like, I just posted, I just sold, or uh, a for sale on my Instagram page or my Facebook, and that's all I need to do for the day to show that I'm in the business versus the 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 traditional or the, the old school method would be like to door knock or pick up the phone and call these people who live at home. Um, so it, 
I think for some people, for a lot of people who who aren't ready for the business, they they're afraid to pick up the phone. They're afraid to go door to door. Yeah. But they'll make that one post and say, "I did my job for the day." Right. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, then <clears throat> when we actually think about um, activities that an agent did before and does now, door knocking, cold calling, these are very fundamental parts of the business. I know things might have changed with, you know, do not call lists and now nobody has home phones and now everybody has ring doorbells so they don't want to answer the door. Um, but uh, that's that's those are still fundamental parts of the business that we can take care of. And to your point, Yusen, um, has, I, I almost think that Generations ago, or uh, at least a few generations ago, there was more. There was more personalized communication. You'd have to talk directly to somebody, either by phoning them or meeting them. Whereas now, you can have a very passive way of communicating your business to people. But like, I like how you say, it, Claire, it's always running in the background. Mm-hmm. So you're always informing people that you are an agent. You're doing this. You're doing that. But to not neglect the personalized approach too. Um, you've seen many different styles and many different um, models, I guess you can say. Some are, like when we say people that only deal with who they know and by referral base, uh, versus some who do a lot of volume because they, they, they get people that they don't know. Old, old and new, old technology, new technology. What's, what's the difference? Again, I don't, I don't think there's any difference myself. Okay, so back in the old days, old days, now I've been around since um, the 70s. I've been like full-time you know, 1985. Um, when I came into the office here, uh, we had uh, phones, and we had typewriters, mm-hmm. and and we had a photocopier. Yeah, and that was it. Right. So we would get our our MLS information by what they used to call tear sheets or computer books, and um, every day, uh, just like you guys go onto your computer now and you find all the new listings, we would get we would get the new listings in paper form. Mm-hmm. And everybody, all the agents would get these little sheets and they'd get the new listings and they'd to tear off the ones that they're interested in and put them in little folders, little binders, and that was their job. So they woke up in the morning, they came to the office at uh, you know 9 o'clock and they got their tear sheets and they looked at all the properties that came up for sale that day and then they'd have a list of all the people that they thought might want to buy that property. Oh, okay. They'd phone up that person and say, hey, the one property came up for sale today here, you want to have a look at it, what do you want to do? Okay. And then away they go. And that was, that was the, the routine, right? And yeah. then later on, we started getting fax machines. We started getting, we didn't even had cell phones back then. Yeah. Mm. So, cell, so cell phones were new, and then the fax machines, and uh, then we got computerized, and so on and so forth. So then it just went faster. Technology just went faster, right? Yeah. But everybody still door knocked. Everybody, did, uh, everybody had a farm. Everybody uh, sent out flyers. Um, but what they'd also do, like real estate's interesting. Real estate's very reactive or no very flexible very hmm. like if somebody came in with a better mousetrap then everybody else would do the same thing right right so so and it was very quick right and, and real estate areas are very flexible very competitive right mm-hmm. and, and so what agents would do is they would they would look at successful people and they say gee what he's doing i'm gonna do the same thing mm-hmm. and they do it, it yeah and they'd follow it right Mm-hmm. It's no, no different than today. No different than today. I saw mm. was it, I saw a sign on a on a TTC bus stop uh, like two years ago from Sam McDaddy. Uh, it said the t- t- ten things you need to do to sell your house. One, call me. Two, I'll do the rest. Right. Yeah. And then two <laughs> weeks later, every other agent is posting same the thing. exact same ad. That's right. That's yeah, uh, copycat world, yeah. right? It's easier to sometimes take that content than create your own content, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if, if, and it, it happens quite often where 
we see trends and fads mm-hmm. come and go yeah. and um, but the thing I, I want the thing I try to make sure everybody understands that this is not a it's not a one year two year two week business this, this should be a 20 30 year career okay so what, what are you doing okay you've got a client that bought something or you got a client that wants to buy something well, what are you doing to stay in touch with that person mm-hmm. what, what are you doing and, and the other thing I always say is like, what's, what's the best way to keep in contact with your past client is it by phone is it by text? Is it by email? By mail? What's what's the best way? How about all of the above? All of the <laughs> the, an- the answer is always: What does your client want? Right, right. What they, what their preference? So, so is, if right? you've got somebody that's in their seventies or so, if you're going to think you're going to text them and 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 have some action, I don't, I don't think yeah. it's going to work for you. Right? Know so, your know your so, audience. So you have to know your audience, right? And mm-hmm. so so you got to have a system in place that addresses all these things, right? Yeah, right. Um, I've had, uh, I've had agents that have been sending um, emails, let's say, on a regular basis to their past client, and then I've asked them, please phone them, like, just phone up your client, see what's going on. They phone, them, they phone the client, the client says, well, where have you been? I haven't heard from you in years. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. You're hoping that they're okay, reading so, the medium so, that you're so, sending. So it. you can't rely on one medium. So mm-hmm. to use that point, that to people, you're, you're doing your, your social media every day, mm-hmm. you're sending it out there, and you think you've done a good day's work. Yeah. And then if you phone your client, your client says, "Where you been? I haven't heard from for years." Well, how would you feel about that, right? right. So, yeah. so you got to you got to relook at the systems and understand what what salesmanship is. We're in right. the, we're in the, the word sales. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not showmanship. It's sales, right? Sales. And you got to make sure that they're the job you do for them is a job that's going to be so good that they're going to want to recommend you to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if if you're not you know, fulfilling, you know, if you're not making that experience, a buying selling experience memorable or, or successful or enjoyable, that, that's going to be an issue, right? Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing, I think, that if, if you don't follow up, you don't have some kind of follow up on, on you know, that, that's, that's not going to keep you for a long career. This it's business is, it's, there's a saying that we had, and I'm not sure who, who created it, uh, there's more business behind you than there is ahead of you. Right. And the meaning is that you've done business with people already who were referred to you. Mm-hmm. If they remember you, right? So mm-hmm. how they gonna remember you, right? And, right? and you've got to have all these systems in place to be able to do that. Right. Uh, one thing that we that we're talking about too with the number of agents that have come out, everybody has a lot of choices for who they give their business to. Mm-hmm. Six um, thousand agents now. Well, yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You have choices galore. Um, and when we end up marketing a home to sell it, or we end up representing a buyer, um, there's certain skills that come with the territory that uh, if you're going to get something done, you're going to have to effectively manage um, clients and property and your time. And you're not just running around with one, two people at the end of the day. So your systems are very important. Um, when we started noticing <clears throat> differences uh, in, in the way that people uh, were trying to sell houses, there was a lot of fads that uh, just within the pandemic, uh, we started noticing people saying, all right, we have work from home uh, offices for us. We have different things that we're drawing attention to. But sometimes people will really just draw attention to their skill as an agent and they don't necessarily talk about their past successes. Um, how important is it to, you know, as an agent, some people think they have to beat their chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really show off that they're doing a whole lot of business or that they're very busy. Um, but when you actually get to talk to the person, there's a gap. Um, perception is everything in, in, lo- in a lot of things. Um, do you find that there's been a little bit of a change in the way that agents market themselves between what it was before to now? Uh, okay, well, yeah, it could be. 
Um, years ago, years ago, probably, I don't know, probably even today, um, a lot of agents would set aside a certain amount of money for ad budgets. And you'd have to spend money to get flyers printed out. You have to spend money to, to pay for stamps. You have to get money to get it delivered. You have to do all stuff that works. But today in the internet world, you push buttons and away it goes. Mm-hmm. I still think you have to have an ad budget. You still have to, you have to spend money on, on yourself. You still have to spend money to, to advertise yourself and get out there and, and, and make it happen. But you have to, you have to also understand the, the business itself or of sales. Um, I'll just throw out a number here. How many, how many uh, of sales of most real estate agents out there, uh, how many would be from past clients and referrals? What percentage do you think? The 80% should be referrals. So if 80% of your business is referrals, past clients, that means 20% are people that you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So when these people are out there being their chests and doing the social media, I believe that they're going after 20% of the market. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, and, and everybody's fighting over 20% of the market, whereas 80% of the market is where you most know. of the most business is done. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are concentrating on the 20%. What mm-hmm. are you doing for the 80%? Yeah. Right. So I, I, and I think that's why you need to spend some money and make sure you're doing, you know, little client gifts. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all types of things you do to keep in touch with them, but you have to understand that the, the, what's going on in, in sales. Right. Perfect. You have to be able to adapt. Adapt. Right. That's the, I think one of the adapt. biggest and, and, things. And it's okay to, I, I like the idea of, of copying or mimicking or, or doing what someone else is doing, but don't, don't, mimic or follow somebody that looks flashy up there but doesn't have the substance doesn't it's not it's not it's not actually selling anything right that person totally you might agree. be copying may have you're, only you're, done one deal that it could, year it could and, very and, well be the blind uh, leading the blind I, i'm telling you it's i don't know you guys tell me that if you've seen people that are very flashy and very uh, um out there and pronounced but when you get look a chance to look at the numbers they're thinking it's all where, where are the sales right flash and fizzle <laughs> calling <laughs> it out <laughs> right? and I think also if you if you look at a lot of top producers in an area somebody that has dominant market share in a, in a particular farm area let's say what are they doing and, and I, I would bet to say that yeah they're doing bunch or benches and things like that but I bet they're doing a lot of hard copy mailing mm-hmm. flyers mm-hmm. I bet they're I bet they're door knocking I bet they're phone calling and they're, they're in the they're, community they're, they're in the community embedded so, in the community you know. like we saw one of our agents here at the office uh, ice cream truck <laughs> during the summer um, good ideas um, <clears throat> disruptors um, with adapting uh, we, we're seeing a lot of like new technology companies for real estate come out um, what are your thoughts on them do you see do you see do are you we, see are we like, going to lose our jobs are we losing are we our, lose our jobs because um, of technology you, the same way how Uber or Airbnb kind of disrupted like hotels and taxis do you I see I, I don't think so I think I think all the disruptors and all those guys are still going after that same 20% 20% mm. right so everybody's going after that 20% in my, in my opinion mm. okay um all the years we've been in business, there's always been disruptors. There's, right. They've always been there. No, there's no difference. Mm-hmm. Just, just the only thing that's changed is the technology, but it's still disruptors, right? Okay. Um, I think people want to buy and sell the house to somebody that they can trust, somebody that they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's you know eighty percent of your business, hopefully, right? Yeah. And I think that uh, you've got it, but you have to have a system in place that 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 you're talking to those people and that you're, you know, they're part of your referral network, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the people will say to you, well, I guess one of the questions there is, is I know all, I've been through all kinds of trainers out there. One trainer suggests a, a word saying, hey, uh, you know, you're thinking about, uh, you know, if you, if you know anybody's thinking about buying or selling real estate, do you have an agent that you'd recommend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's a very solid line. 
Right. If they don't say you, you say why? <laughs> no, no, no. And they say I don't. So oh. I'd like to be that person. So okay. can I keep Put you up? To, can I situation. keep you up to date in the market trends and you know keep in touch with you? Right. Mm-hmm. Ask for the business. Right? You got to ask for the business. Uh, you new, can't new people have a hard time maybe with phone calling. Right. So right. so in sales, it's it's a, it's a technique, I guess. But uh, hey, you stand there, nice talking about real estate. Do you mind if we give you a call next month and keep you up to date? Mm. Yes, give me a call. So now you, you know, you're getting permission to call you in the future. So there's no there's no stress to phone you about yeah, you don't feel bad right? about it. Yeah. And these these are sales techniques that mm-hmm. that uh, make it easier to, to do those follow calls. So it's yeah. all it's all practice, it's all and practice, and, and knowing what you're doing. You have to you know, right. know what you're doing. Right. So yeah, fake it till you make it can kind of because how far are you gonna how long are you gonna wait to fake it before you realize that mm, maybe I could have been doing something different and how many how much of your habits get set during that time. And mm-hmm. you're just kind of thinking that this is what you should be doing, but you never. If, if you're faking it, is only posting s- quote unquote success stories of yeah. sales on your feed, then and you're not practicing your skills, then mm-hmm. I yeah you're and not then, really. Then the other point too is once okay you're doing all this, this advertising, whether it be old school, new school, social media, whatever it is, but once you're face to face with that client, once <laughs> once you're physically showing the product, then that's all all the goes out the window everything's all gone now window. now it's you so what are you going to do what are you going to say right how are you going to negotiate are you, are you a strong negotiator mm-hmm. um you know are you going to get the the most money for that client are you going to be able to make it an enjoyable experience is it going to be stressful are you going to relieve the stress is it going to be fun mm-hmm. right. right and those are the things that and a this, good agent this, is this always is, thinking this is about. you look at the top eight top agents they're they're you know they walk into an uh, into a room you know they walk into the room they just have mm-hmm. this thing about them right mm-hmm and, and the same with their clients. So you want that whole experience to be strong, and, and the way you do that is to be you know highly educated and highly highly systemized. Cool. Um, we're cutting it close to time here, but uh, one last question I wanted to ask you before uh, we let you go, Claire, is that uh, you've seen a lot. You've been in the industry for a while. You've seen a lot of trends in terms of how. Uh, agents market uh, list their properties and the price they list it at and stuff like that. Has um, has this listing low? bidding war strategy been around for a while or is it something recent that came out in like 2016 and uh or have multiple offers ever been as crazy as 10 to 15 on a property mm-hmm. um before yeah yeah, yeah there's nothing it's all the same it's just mm-hmm. it's just the same old thing i mean uh back in the late 80s uh we used to sell rampton homes at the time it was called canada homes right mm-hmm and people would walk into the sales trailer, a salesperson walk into the sales trailer, they'd buy a, they'd buy a unit, a house, and then they'd walk out in the parking lot and they'd sell the piece of paper to somebody else in line. Wow. <laughs> that, that was when in the 80s? The late 80s, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, things things change, it's just different, right? So, yeah. so, but as an agent yourself, you have to know what the trends are, you have to know what's going on. You have to know, is it is it a uh, multiple offer situation? Do you price it low to generate multiple offers? Mm-hmm. And the market changes and it changes on a dime. Yeah. Right. So, so when the market changes, now, now what are you going to do, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful with your clients. You can't tell your client, "Hey, I'm going to promise you." Let's say in, in a market that's that's uh, that's changing, you can't promise something that happened last month because the market's different today. Yeah, so, right. as an agent, you got to know what's happening today. Mm-hmm. That's right. And make sure you're giving your clients the right advice. So, at the end of the, end of the day, you're trying to get the most money for your clients. That's 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 our job. And uh, at the time, if you price low to generate multiple offers and that did it, that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. At a different time, you might have to start high and, and, and bring it down a little bit of time till it sells. So, right. so as an agent, you've got to be flexible enough to know what's going on and, and read what's going on with the market itself. So there have been listings that, or there have been, uh, there was a time before 2016 where 
the list low strategy was in play. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Just the numbers. <laughs> numbers would have been a lot different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the ones I'm thinking about now, those probably probably selling for 180,000. They're right. selling for 1.2 million. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> well, that was a uh, thanks, Claire, for that last part. Uh, my my kind of last question that I was interested in saying, but uh, you just answered a lot of it. There was, how, like, you're always giving off a very cool calm and collected demeanor and uh, when the market starts changing like you said on a dime everybody else around you might start losing their head and to have something so solid as a as a support system and knowledge system uh, how, how do you do it how do you how do you how do you keep your head when everybody else is kind of losing their head in you know shifting um, market we have we have systems i mean it's, it's all it's all laid out it's all the foundations there the foundation is always there so you have to know what to do you have to do in a, in a rising market you have to know what to do in a falling market mm-hmm. you guys haven't been in a falling market yet, not so yet so <laughs> let me tell you we've we've been through it yeah. and we know what the strategies are there too perfect and that's in a, a falling market it's uh in a falling market you price it just off topic here but in a falling market you price it two hundred thousand dollars again below what the market value would be just to try to get the offer right away mm. right mm. not multiple offers but but just but get one something offer. because yeah. what happens in a falling market if, if you price it at market value in a falling market today's market value tomorrow it's another market value and then also now you're chasing the market down mm-hmm. right so, so you're using different pricing strategies based on the market itself. Interesting. So Adapting. Adapt Adapting. or die. Adapt so you might, die, so we might see strong. this under the list, this under list for a while still. Well, it happens before. Don't be I mean, in 2017, uh, prices dropped 20%. Mm-hmm. Right? And that wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And, and in a market today, or similar to today, um, you know, even if the prices did drop 20%, it only takes you back. Four months. Four right. months, exactly, right? Perfect. What was the last, like, real bad turn that you saw? If This might be off topic. I don't know if we're going to use it, but. Well, there's a bunch. You got to, well, 2017, and that was uh, government uh, government interventions. Uh, 2008 was, uh, was, was a financial business going on. Uh, 1970s, there was the speculation tax that came in. Um High interest rates back in the seventies as well. So yeah. So we have. You're saying to us, young whippersnappers, that we ain't seen nothing yet. No, we've seen it all before. Right. You've seen it all before. Yeah, I mean, we've only seen the market <laughs> go up one way so far. Uh, yeah. But but the big difference again, again, old and new. You guys have a big advantage where you've got the social media and you have to take advantage of it, but you still have to use the traditional follow-up methods and and keep it in touch and right. having a great presentation and a great experience for your clients. That's mm-hmm. that's going to serve you well. And, and you've got to keep in touch with those past clients for future business. I'm not thinking like one year, two years. I'm thinking about 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now. Mm. Long game. Are you, are you still going to have the relationship with that client? Right. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Claire, for tuning in with us. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you weren't as nervous as you thought you would be. And uh, I hope you come back on. He's a natural. Because we do want to get real deep in about the market and other things as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Okay, thank nice. you very All much, right. Claire. Okay, guys, have fun. All right. Good Bye. luck. I knew heaven was just around the way Where you living in the lodges And you getting it legal They gon' shoot where your heart is Got me feeling cerebral When they fuck with an artist They don't treat them like people Now they see me smiling on the stage They don't see what I'm burning on the stage Just to get to my target every day Just to get all the evil around from me I ain't crazy, I'm venting I don't wanna cause any drama or mentings I don't wanna load in the game when I'm pending I just wanna be in my space and inventing Do I wanna share with you world depending I don't wanna fuck girl, I just wanna friend things Say that with a drop of a hat, I'ma end things Till I get a buzz and no time that I'm lending You ain't gonna space my mind, you was renting
rather fuck with a zenting, yeah Someone soothing my aura, uh, done with people pretending, yeah When I'm being myself, it's worth the hit Every day they try to take the crown away Even though I'm the royalty in place Thought that shit and they smiling in my face Do this shit for my family, do this shit for my loved ones Tryna fuck with my family I'ma kill all your loved ones today Careful who's in your circles, what they say If there's snakes in your garden every day Gotta cut all your grass and start again It don't matter, don't ever stop the rain yeah, I just hit my doggy, I still wait for 92 Like a child, uh, and you gon' get a beating. Mm, so I hope it was worth it. Yeah, talk your shit like you mean it. Uh, I'ma go that shit solo. Oh, are you still home and dreaming? Uh, they gon' play Marco Polo, uh, cause they no longer see him. What you think you a big cheek? Uh, you was smiling with big teeth. Now you lookin' like Miss Me. Uh, while I'm off and I'm touring. Uh, see, this could've been you here. Yeah, you still sleeping and snoring. Yeah, do this shit for my family. Do this shit for my loved ones. Try to fuck with my family. You gon' see all that blood run. See that money that gave it all to me But they know I'm the realest in the place I'm so dumb and humble every day So consider me throwing on the shade yeah. I just hit my doggy I still wait for 92 All these bitches going And I'm all on me like zoo Give me clean, man I just work way harder Don't you get it twisted 